0: The following program is underwritten in part by World's Best Cat Litter. You love your cat, but you don't love the litter box mess. Switch to World's Best Cat Litter and get a cleaner litter box with less hassle and less litter. Find it at Target, Walmart, and in your local grocery and pet stores.
1: Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome, my friends. If you haven't written down the
2: number yet, go ahead and do it. I'm writing it down right now, so I never forget. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Don't forget you can also ask your questions of Dr. Debbie and groomer Joey Volani from the free animal radio app for iPhone and Android. And what an amazing show. Besides you calling in and asking your questions, which really is the high point, uh, next, Gary Vader from America's Got Talent. There's rumor that he may be with us today. Now, what is he doing again? Well, he's got a couple
3: of animals, and his wife has a pet sitting business, and he's a comedian for funny for fido funny
2: for fido what yes is that? this
3: is an organization that has monthly events where comedians come in and all the profits go to help the homeless animals
2: okay so they donate them to Yay. the that yeah really so
3: it's Love funny that. for fido yes
2: okay hopefully he'll be on in just a few minutes i remember him from america's got talent
3: i do too yes he, yeah
2: his name vader is uh, was uh, that like from star wars wasn't there <laughs> oh,
3: no. Is Vader? like it a popular oh, yeah. name now? It's,
4: yes. it's a big animal name, too.
2: There was Bane Invaders. You remember the uh, oh, yeah, drive-thru right? we were talking about a couple oh, of weeks? Yeah. A couple of dogs named Bane Invaders. I think there was a Bane in, in uh, Star Wars, too. I, I think don't know. They, that's the correlation. Anyway, uh, so we'll be talking to Gary in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Uh, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Well,
4: uh, what I'm working on isn't quite so happy as you guys, but... Um, there's a state that has now ruled. A court there has ruled that it is okay for police officers to go ahead and shoot dogs while they are inside your home.
2: What? That is just yeah. wrong. No,
4: I. Th- that sounds kind of national inquirish, doesn't it? It does. Um, no, really, not, no, it, it is absolutely true. And uh, we'll tell you which state it is if there are police who come into your home and there's a funny move by a dog in any way, anything that makes the police officer feel uncomfortable, they are now
2: protected in shooting. Okay, we'll find out more about that in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. I see Robert Simrow. He has five ways we're loving our pets to death.
3: Uh-oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> these are, that sounds downright scary. Yeah, yeah it does. Yes, these are
2: things that we're doing that we think are really good for our pets. but actually, <gasps> I can
5: think of a few. I can <laughs> think of a few.
2: I was <laughs> thinking of treating. Treating, obviously. True, you know, yes. Food treats would yeah. be number one. But he has four more, at least. Okay. And that's on the way right here on Animal Radio. And let's yes, take Mama. one for Dr. Debbie. We have Jan on the phone. Hi, Jan. How are you?
6: Hi. Okay. What's going on? Well... I have a little one. She's a four-pound chihuahua.
2: Oh, I very little then.
6: <laughs> Pardon me? I said
5: very little at four pounds.
6: Yeah, and I rescued her five years ago. She's nine years old. Oh. And she, she's very difficult to feed. When I think I've hit it on the the nail on the head, I'm so happy. I found something she really loves. Uh, two days later, she's not interested. Okay. I found something, um, I I tried the little pebbles, I call them, the little um, dry food. Mm -hmm. And uh, I buy the holistic, I'm very holistic, I don't give her any injections, no medications. And um, she'll eat it for a day or two. I've tried everything. My latest thing is the all-natural freeze-dried dog treats. Made out okay. of real beef and with um what has it got? Berries and flaxseed. It's called Pro Treat Raw Naturals. It's a natural okay. treat with meats, fruit, and vegetables. I just discovered this. Has blueberries, cranberries, and dioxin protection, flaxseed for healthy heart, skin and code. It's grain free, great for pets with allergies.
5: Alright, so it, so what's going on here with this appetite? Are you concerned about her? You know,
6: yesterday I I got something new. It was these little dinners. uh, Where is it? I'm on the last one. She seemed to have liked it very much. It's called natural choice. Okay. Uh, So tell me, does she have any problems? Yesterday she ate like there was no tomorrow. Today she ate it all.
5: Okay. And um, when you put down the food, what does she do? She smells it for a half hour. Okay. She smells it's ice cold. She never eats a warm meal. Okay. And um, what do you do when she doesn't eat? Do you you encourage her? I put a
6: little something in it. I'll I'll Ah. add, I'll take this treat and I'll crumble a little of that. Or I'll take garlic and just put like a smidgen of a little garlic powder on it. And I have uh, other things. (laughs) I, there's, Bee pollen, Dr. Harvey's bee pollen, I put on it. It's supposed to be a pure food. And um, power patties. I, I try everything.
5: Ah, uh, you know what? You're, you're hitting upon the main problem here. And in the effort for these little ones, because we always are kind of concerned, especially when we have a toy breed and they're young, we want them to eat regularly so they don't have problems with low blood sugar. They just don't have the same nutrition rest- uh, stores in their body that, you know, say a larger breed does. So in many cases, we humans, and we got to look in the mirror on this one, we create the picky eaters. This is generally not something that just kind of appears. This is a human-driven behavior in many cases. And in most situations, I can say that it's a situation where someone's tried everything under the sky, soft food, canned food, home-cooked, Prepared diets and the pet won't eat. Well, a lot of it really comes down to how we introduce food and how we encourage our pets to eat. So, for picky eaters, there's a couple things I'll look at first. Number one, I'm going to look at the pet and I'm going to ask for a, a complete physical exam, especially a dental exam, because there are pets that will not eat reliably with dental pain. They won't cry about it and they may not complain, but they just may not thrive and be healthy eaters. And being a hui, um, we always want to look in. The their mouth because they can get advanced periodontal disease at two to three years of age. So it's not uncommon. So that would definitely be suspect for me. Um, The other reality is that a lot of times when I hear a client come into my office and say, oh, he won't eat a darn thing. Um, He's such a picky eater. I really look at the pet's body condition. If we're a little bit portly, We're not truly a picky eater in the true sense of the word. We're a selective eater, and we're training the humans in the household how we would like this whole meal process to be dealt with. So number one, I would say, is we need to look at coddling behavior. Um, How do we feed our pets? You know, do we put the food down, and do we dress it, and do we baby talk, and do we say, oh, come out here, and we hand feed our pets? We've created a whole dream for our pets Guilty. in this scenario. Guilty. Yes. Well, in some dogs, it may not be a problem. But for the right pet, and they're the smart ones usually, this becomes kind of the show, and they enjoy it. And it is part of what they have trained us to do. So we have to recognize it's not always about the appetite. It's about, well... I just want more of a show mom. I want you to cook. I want you to put this down. I want you to hand feed me. I want you to baby talk me. And they're really kind of getting their way, if you will. So that is uh, we have to look at that as how this contributes to this behavior. And then also, too much choice, too much variety. Anyone who has a toddler says, do you give them five different foods and say, which do you want? You tell them, this is what we're going to have, and this is what I'm offering. So you have to kind of keep it reasonable. When you start pulling everything off the shelf and out of the refrigerator, you're just adding to more confusion for our pets because they're thinking, oh, I kind of like that beef prime rib the other day. Maybe that'll come out of the cabinet today. (laughs) So we really need to watch that. And for me, preventative maintenance, little dogs, when you first get these puppies, hold off on that canned food. Do not put it out on the plate because I think in many cases we are introducing canned food as something to get our pets to eat when they're very young or very small. We think they have to have it. They don't. We can use dry food and kind of macerate it or make it mushy for them. Uh, so I always kind of say, "Oh, just don't pull out that canned food. You're going to regret it." Um, and if we can keep them on a stable dog food, I feel much more comfortable. So the tricks when you got a pet this way, you can decide either continue the show, and know you're going to have a picky eater pretty much their whole life. Um, But if we want to make concerted changes, you have to look at your behavior and how you participate in the mealtime. It's best to set meal fadings at least twice a day, set the food down, and it goes away. Leaving food out for the pet to freely choose does not really stimulate them to understand this is mealtime and that's when we eat. Then we have to cut out the junk food and the treats. They do not replace a meal. So we want to make sure we kind of take those away. And now we want to increase activity. Burn calories. You want to eat more. Same thing for our pets. Get out walking these pets. Get them playing ball. Getting them into some kind of physical activity. Frisbee if a big dog. Dog maybe not so much for a little chihuahua. And then finally, gotta experiment. Try different surfaces to feed on. Different bowls. No bowls. Try to drop the food from the level of a table. And then really just try to avoid distractions. Sometimes. Dogs don't do well when there's a lot of other people or pets around. Some do better and eat better. Find out what works for your pet. And and that's really kinda how we work through some of these picky, picky eaters. And uh my my sympathy goes to you, Jan, because mm-hmm. it is a hard problem when you got it got your pet there. Uh, it's not too late to turn your baby around, but you really have to make sure that we look at all these different behaviors and and how you can make a difference in your behavior as well. So hope that's of some help. This is Dr. Debbie. Give us a call here at 1-866-405-8405. Boy,
3: I thought you were talking to Hal there about ladybug. You nailed <laughs> it on the head.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight. Six six four zero
0: five eight four zero five. 405 8405 Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Everybody's had trouble finding their car keys or maybe a TV remote, but when a California man lost his false
7: teeth, he was convinced he didn't just misplace them. 68-year-old Bill Exner
0: blamed the mouse a mouse that Bill and his wife had captured three times, and three times it escaped. He last remembered seeing his dentures on his nightstand, and after
7: searching all over the house for them, he convinced his daughter's fiancé to take a crowbar and hammer to the closet wall with a small hole in it where he'd seen the mouse run in. After tearing up some molding, the dentures were retrieved. Bill's future son-in-law suggested boiling the dentures in peroxide before putting them in. Bill's wife says the mouse frequently comes out in stares at him taunting him I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio Animals are
0: people too Animal Radio
2: People say less is more at Red Barn we think less is better It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart No byproducts no corn or soy no fillers Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten free.
0: You're listening
1: to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405
2: It's Animal Radio. Here are the toll-free numbers. 1-866-405-8405. I was thinking about this the other day. Really aren't all numbers in this day and age pretty much toll-free, especially if you have a cell phone. You just pay one flat rate anyway. Not we, always so?
3: He, no, we still have landlines. I think you still have to pay tolls.
2: Yeah, okay. So you don't have to pay tolls to call Dr. Debbie or Joey Volani or really anybody here at Animal Radio. Also, you can ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and Blackberry. That's a free download. Also a great app to have. I've looked at some of the updates they're doing on the app that's going to be coming out here in just the next couple of months. looks pretty sharp. So go ahead, download it now. And uh, if there's a recall, anything that affects your animals, you'll know. You'll be notified immediately from that Animal Radio app. I see in just a few minutes we're supposed to talk to Gary Vader, comedian Gary Vader. I remember him from America's Got Talent. Yeah, he Back didn't win. Back when was good. Yeah, it, but
3: he, he came in. He was one of the uh, either top five or top ten.
2: Well, that was one of the shows where actually a ventriloquist won the show. So I I was voting for him. I was hoping he was going to win.
4: <laughs> you didn't have a lot of respect for a ventriloquist, Hal.
2: I Well, you know, as far as America's Got Talent...
4: They have some pretty amazing
3: people on there.
2: <laughs> they certainly do, uh, but he'll be joining us here in a few minutes. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm working what on is it. he doing? Why is he joining us?
3: He's doing an event. This is a monthly event called Funny for Fido, where all the comics stand up for homeless animals. All the money that they raise goes oh, yes. to the animals, oh, and they do it. Good. It's a, like I believe it's a monthly thing, oh, wow. and it's held in uh, New York. New York City. New York City.
2: Okay, we'll have all the information with him in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Uh, we'll also go back to the phones. What are we doing at the bottom of the hour with news, Miss Lori Brooks?
4: Um, well, you know, hopefully you know that uh, secondhand smoke can harm your pet. Yep. And now they're saying thirdhand smoke. But if you don't know what thirdhand smoke is, I had to do a little research on this. Yeah, what is that? We're going to tell you what thirdhand smoke is. Okay. And how your cats or your dogs might come in contact with it, and uh, some other pets besides your basic cats and dogs that might uh, be hurt by it.
2: Hey, I did get an email here, and I did, uh, is it okay if I read that on the air? Go ahead. I wanted to do this. Yeah. This came from uh, Joanne or Joan. I'm sorry. Uh, Joan, I'll leave her last name off just in case she doesn't want to be announced on air. She says, I was really excited to find your show, but was really sickened with the snarky comments and the dislike for the new president by one of your air people. Uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, who was that? He has made snarky he, comments he. more than once. <laughs> yeah, he. <laughs> she goes on to say, do people have to be exposed to this? Our option will be to stop listening. And most of us have enough of these negative people. Uh Joanne. And I thought about that for a second, and I realized, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm going to apologize for that. I'm sorry about that. The show is about pets and animals, and because the connection with our pets is nonpartisan, right? And it, and it should mm-hmm. always be. I I don't want you to have to be exposed to that because I'm sure every other show you listen to probably has opinions like that, and
4: mm-hmm. we're not about In that. Social media and the TV, mm-hmm. everywhere anywhere you, you turn. go. So I apologize, We want to be your animal break, right?
2: Yes, we do. So uh, that won't happen anymore. You
8: should apologize to us now, too. Because, I, you know we have, to, we have to deal with it as well.
2: Well, you know what, Lori? I'm going to spank him. Lori, you were upset <laughs> when I made these comments, and uh, you were right on track, and you you should have spanked me. You should have punished me, and should have thrown something at me, at least.
4: Or at least growled okay. at him. <laughs> well, we take a break in about 15 minutes.
9: And, uh, we'll do that. Yeah.
2: Hi, Dusty. Welcome to the show.
9: Hi. Thank you for taking my call. What's going on? Uh, two years ago, we decided to get some cows, and uh, we have a few acres and wanted to raise uh, our own meat. And basically, uh, first year we had a cow, we had it transported out to be bred and brought back. And that's all kind of complicated and costly. So this year, uh, a friend of mine had a bull that he brought over to our place, and uh, the we had a heifer that uh, I actually saw them breed, like, three different months, and I wasn't understanding why they weren't taking, but uh, actually what I want to know is, is there some type of uh, urine test that you could do for a cow so you wouldn't have to have a vet come out?
5: Uh, You know, that's a great question. And and first, Dusty, I have to start off in saying that my – my exposure to the large animal variety of cattle work, um, is generally limited to that of the medium rare <laughs> variety. So, um, <laughs> as far as in my office, um, I deal with small animals, but I have uh, consulted with some of my uh, large animal colleagues, and I can tell you that, um, urine tests, um, for pregnancy are just not available at this time for, for cattle. Um, and the reason it works in people is because we're testing for a specific hormone that women excrete in the urine, and there just really hasn't been anything isolated in the urine that can consistently predict um, pregnancy (laughs) in cows. There are some blood tests that can be done, Um, so even if you don't have a veterinarian involved, that might be something that you can look at having done. Um, But uh, especially if this gal is having trouble with conception, then this might really truly be the indication where you need to get a veterinary professional to help you um, to determine if we've got some kind of fertility issues going on.
9: Yeah, I wondered if uh, that was unusual or not, uh, because the other cow that we have uh, that was bred before, uh, she, you know, it was once and done, and and I couldn't believe it when I I saw this go on for like two two three months. I think actually it happened.
5: Yeah, and then definitely, you know, any species, you know, we can run into fertility issues, dogs, cats, um, you name it, um, horses, pigs, and there can be all sorts of issues. So, um, you know, I, I would have to say, uh, find a good large animal veterinarian in your area, get her screened, get her checked out, and then maybe from there you can pick up and start doing some, um, work with the breeding.
2: Could you imagine if there was a pregnancy test for cows? I mean, they'd have to pee on a stick. Can you imagine that? How do they have no, to do it's, that?
10: Cow
5: it's pee a
9: great is idea. As soon as I walk over there, they
0: pee.
8: <laughs> <laughs> this is Animal Radio baby.
0: All dogs should eat a pH-balanced alkaline diet. An alkaline diet reduces health risks and can also reduce scratching, shedding, and hot spots. So does this mean you need to check your dog's pH balance? No, because Canine Caviar has created the first and only alkaline dog food that is pH-balanced. It also has the highest metabolized calories. What does this mean? Your dog needs to eat less. Get a healthier dog and save money with Canine Caviar products. Find them at your local pet supply store or online at caninecaviar.com.
1: I am the family dog, and it's that time of year again. The one where pet parents start looking for Fido-friendly hotels and destinations where Fido is welcome. Make no bones about it. Pets are part of the family, and we like to sniff out new places, too. And we hate to be turned away, especially when we're on our best behavior. So we won't be left out in the cold. Be sure to pick up a copy of Fido-Friendly magazine to find the best hotels and destinations where Fido is always welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today.
9: Hey folks, this is Jackson Galaxy. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please do everyone a favor, stay or neuter your animals today.
11: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit FearFreePets.com. I'm
4: Lori Brooks. In a controversial decision, a Michigan federal court has granted police the right, now hang on here, to shoot a dog. That moves or barks at them when they are on official business inside of a home. Mm-hmm. That decision, yeah, they say it stems from an incident they dealt with back in uh, oh, 2013. It was in Battle Creek, Michigan, where police shot and killed two dogs while they were executing a search warrant looking for drugs inside of a couple's home. Now, the couple says that the police acted unreasonably because they fatally shot their two pit bulls during that search. But the officers involved said at least one of those dogs had lunged at them. Who knows if it lunged or it moved? But they said they could not safely get out of the basement of the home while the dogs were also there. I guess they blocked their exit. So the Fourth Circuit Court has decided that the officers acted reasonably. And as the ruling notes, quote, they say, we are not saying the officers' responses in this case were the best possible responses. Uh, The court adds that it was only saying that under the circumstances they were dealing with at the time, the officers took the actions, they did, and in light of the facts known, those actions were, according to the court, objectively reasonable, and then they added that even dog owners can find their pets to be unpredictable at times, especially when dealing with strangers.
3: But still, that's kind
4: of scary. That, that yeah, is scary. they can
3: just come into your house and just, because they feel they have reason, they can shoot your dogs on in unrelated incidents?
2: Yeah, where is this? Where is this?
4: That was in Battle Creek, Michigan. Michigan, okay. And, and the thing is, is I think that even, well, as as most people are probably guessing, 90% of the people in the country uh, have a fear of pit bulls because of, uh, things that some of them are capable of, those dogs that have been raised to fight and things like that. So the propaganda goes on against the dogs, and it just kind of gets into everybody's head that these dogs are vicious.
3: Well, you think, you and, know, I'd say 90% of the people are afraid of the police, so the dogs pick up on that fear, and, you know, it causes tension, and they want to protect, and... That's just not that right. That
4: is a perfect counterpoint, right. Judy. Yeah. Perfect. It's not right. Yeah. No.
2: Isn't there don't they carry some other uh weapon other than a gun? I mean like a stun gun or something that Mace uh, or mace, something or pepper, pepper
4: spray. spray. Yeah. Yeah, they used to use pepper spray on dogs. I don't know. Maybe they thought that you know I I don't know. I wasn't there, but the the even the court said, "Look, we don't think that it was the perfect response, but" It was reasonable. Mm. Okay. So,
8: yeah, it's it's pretty sad. I mean, come on. Well,
4: the FDA has a new warning for pet owners who smoke, saying it is not just the secondhand smoke that is harmful to pets, but animals are also at risk for being exposed to thirdhand smoke which includes the residue that would linger on your skin, on your clothes, your carpeting, and other household items that could end up on the animal's fur, because obviously most animals groom themselves, meaning that residue being transferred from the floor, the couch, or from your clothing or your hands to their fur is going to be ingested by the animal. And certain dog breeds, too, are at an increased risk for nose and lung cancer. And cats living in the homes of people who smoke more than a pack a day of cigarettes, they say they those cats have triple the risk of lymphoma. That's according to the FDA, which says that smoking can also endanger the lives of other pets, including birds, guinea pigs, and even fish. I would have never thought fish, but
3: <laughs> wow. so. good to know. Yeah.
4: And Universal Pictures has locked down a film schedule with dates now set for a whole bunch of their high-profile animated sequels that are going to be coming to the big screen. If you didn't know, they are developing a sequel to The Secret Life of Pets. And it was supposed to, they had it originally set to open on July 13th of next year, but for some reason it's been pushed way, way back, a whole year So now it's not even going to be out until July 3rd of 2019. And uh, by the way, they also have movie adaptations of Flanimals and The Cat in the Hat in the Works, too. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com.
11: This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. The veterinarian isn't typically thought of as your pet's favorite place to go. With Fear Free, that all changes. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit FearFreePets.com.
12: Hi, friends. This is Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian. As you know, going to the vet can be a traumatic experience for your pet, but it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, vet visits can be something your pet looks forward to. Introducing Fear Free. When your veterinarian is Fear Free certified, you will be assured your pet's vet visit is more free of fear, anxiety, and stress than ever before. Fear Free takes the pet out of Petrified and it puts the treat into treatment. To find a certified Fear Free veterinarian near you, go to fearfreepets.com.
13: Hi, this is Jessica Ferguson from Modern Family. I'm on Animal Radio. Adopt a pet.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought
2: to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. Did you know it's always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health? You can learn more over at redbarninc.com. And thanks so much, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hi, Marie. How are you?
14: I'm doing good.
2: Yeah, how can we help you today? I have the whole dream team here for you.
14: I'm the one that called, oh, maybe about three weeks ago about the cat that had the ear mites. Um, the one uh, that was
5: scratching our face area, right?
14: <laughs> yeah, I have those five stray cats that's outside. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, this one has got ear mites, and he's got sores about the size of dimes on the back of his ears, between his scalp and his ears. Okay. And he told me to get the Revolution.
5: All right, we need to go to the vet for that. Um, So, if we've got sores on our skin, we may very well have something far beyond just ear mites. So. Um, What you need to do is um, get the kitty to a vet or get a house call veterinarian to come out um, because we're going to need, yes, potentially to treat for ear mites, but there are other causes um, that will cause a cat to scratch the the ear area, have debris, Mm -hmm. and especially if you've got large sores there, um, very honestly, that doesn't just speak of just merely ear mites. So, um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's not a medicine you can just go buy. Um, It does require a veterinary prescription.
14: That was my question. We was having trouble, you know, getting the revolution.
5: And uh, I was
14: going to ask you if it was prescription or how do we get it, you know? Yeah.
5: Yeah, and I have to do, you know, I'd say a compassionate plea that this kitty, I know it's a kind of an outdoor kitty, but, you know, it does sound like we need more than just an ear mite treatment, so I would really caution you on just trying to say that that's the diagnosis. Uh, there's so many things that, you know, we, you know, as pet owners uh, can say that, oh, gosh, my dog's vomiting, so, you know, he must have eaten something bad, or my dog's got diarrhea, so he he must have have worms. So a lot mm-hmm. of times we have to really be careful if we make generalizations on symptoms and treat just the symptom with a diagnosis. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would just make well, sure that, you know.
14: He's hard to handle, so I don't think I could get him <laughs> to a vet, you know. <laughs> I okay. mean, he'll come up and let me pet him and stuff, but that's about as far as that it'll okay. go with him.
5: Okay. So. Well, if you have a, you know, a farm call vet, something that in your area, they may be able to help you out with that as well. Because if, if they could at least get a close look at the kitty, um, you know, uh-huh. that may be another option for you as well. But yeah, you, you're going to have to get a veterinary <laughs> professional. I really don't want you nor, you know, nor do I want any of our callers to be self-treating things. Um, you know, we, we want to make sure we're doing the best thing for the pet.
14: Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> can you tell me anything about that front line? I've heard different things about that. I've never used that, but I've heard different different things about it, and I I don't know if it, do they have it for ear mites and stuff besides Mm -hmm. fleas, or?
5: It's not specifically for ear mites, no, it's not labeled for that, it's really more for fleas and ticks. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, you would want to make sure that. I mean, it's it's not a bad product to use, especially if you're using it in a you know outdoor kitty situ- situation. Uh, it does require you know application onto the cap, so you have to be able to do that. Um, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't look at at that as a uh, a treatment for what you got going on.
14: Yeah. Well, he's he's not coughing or sneezing or anything. He just scratches and shakes his head, and um, Poor he don't seem to be sick. He's getting you know he's heavy. He's gained weight and. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but just other than that, those little places, he scratches the top off yeah. of them and then they get sore, you know?
5: Yeah. So. And I think the last time we talked, I also mentioned that, you know, he may be a kitty that needs some antibiotics as well. Cause once we get abraded, ulcerated skin, that's just an open wound that, um, especially if he lives an outdoor life that he could, you know, certainly have a uh-huh. potential for infection. <clears throat> so okay. that might be the other well, thing on Well, thank you very mind. much. All righty.
2: Toll free 1-866-405-8405. Sometimes there's no easy answers. You just got to go to the vet or have a vet come out. in This particular case.
5: Yeah, and I know mean, it's so hard when we have kitties, you know, that are outdoor that or maybe semi feral. That that is a challenge. That you know, there's live traps too. <laughs>
2: Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie. Oh, and by the way, if you have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, check out her books, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. They're Kindle books over at uh, Amazon, and we have links from AnimalRadio.pet.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
0: We can't tell you why canine caviar is the only alkaline-based dog food. But we can tell you alkaline is proven to minimize the risk of renal failure and pancreatitis, reduce scratching, cellular degeneration, and disease, keeping your furry friend youthful and healthy longer. And those are the reasons we can fit into this short commercial. But by visiting caninecaviar.com, you'll see exactly what we do to make a better food for your dog. Try the one and only alkaline dog food risk-free. Canine caviar.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
2: When I was a youngster, when I was a youngster, the dog was in the backyard. Had to be in the backyard. Dad wouldn't let the dog in the house. Dad insisted, well, first of all, that they're a mess, which they are. (laughs) <laughs> but it's also in women have
4: come a long way in training their, their men that it's okay to let dogs in the house now, don't it, you think? It is. Yeah. Thank you so much, women, for doing that.
2: <laughs> my dad, you know, said dogs don't have any feelings, they're not sentient beings, they feel no oh, pain. Yeah.
4: They're just
3: an animal. Yeah. And that wasn't
2: really As my that. My dad would say, how long ago was that for us? Not very long ago.
3: That's the way we live. Half grew a century up, ago. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, But uh, Nancy Castaldo, she believes differently, and she knows right. She's written a book called Beastly Brains, exploring how animals think, talk, and feel. Hi, Nancy. Welcome to the show. Hello.
7: Thanks for having me today.
2: So your parents, what were they like? Did they uh, believe animals, pets, dogs uh, had any feelings?
7: They indeed did. As a matter of fact, my mom kept a a bookshelf filled with books about um, dolphins and about dolphin communication um, so I had quite a library to choose from when I was a kid.
2: When do you think it changed for us, for most people?
7: Well, I, I don't know. I think that um, the majority of people, even then when I was growing up, still believed that animals were more machine-like than people-like um, and didn't have as many feelings. There were some uh, renegade scientists who were trying to prove otherwise, but they were having a tough
5: time.
3: No one would believe them. They were shamed when they started talking about and writing books and reports about how animals had thoughts and feelings and emotions.
5: I could tell you in the veterinary world, you know, even pain. People, you know, thirty years ago weren't taught in veterinary school that animals felt pain and needed to treat that, um, or that that pain was somehow beneficial. That by you know allowing them to restrict their activity if they were in pain, they wouldn't hurt their incisions and so forth. So I think a lot of this does evolve with time,
7: and in a positive way. Which is great.
2: We've learned that even some animals can practice the art of deception or deceiving others.
7: That's right, and also they, of course, could feel things like jealousy and have really empathy um, and be forgiving as well.
2: How, how do we? How did we prove that the whole jealousy thing still escapes me?
7: <laughs> well, that was one of my my favorite, I think, um, experiments in the book. That when I was uh, dealing with the different scientists, they one group of scientists came up with these two dogs and it was a very simple actually process in giving one dog treats and not giving them to the other dog but making the dog put its paw out and repeatedly doing this and finally that dog refused to do it looked at the other dog and it's like yeah that guy's getting food and I'm not so I'm not going to do it so they he knew he was being wronged and I think that was a that was a very big development.
2: Do we anthropomorphize some of these feelings at all on our animals? I mean, how do we know that that dog was jealous?
7: Well, we put the word on, I think, as jealousy. We, do, we can figure out that that dog, by his actions, is definitely feeling dissatisfied and is feeling the reaction that things are not fair.
2: What was your biggest surprise in researching this book that you didn't know existed?
7: I think I was I was not surprised in finding out wonderful things about dolphins and about elephants. Um, I think the biggest thing that did surprise me were uh, the rats. Uh, there was an experiment done on rats, and the the trait that was uh, discovered was that there is a, a sort of empathy that rats feel, and rats were never one of the animals that I really thought would have such a complex um, trait, and the experiment was done with a tube, and they had a tube filled with uh, chocolate and another plastic tube with a rat that was trapped in it, and the rat that was trapped did not know any other rats. They introduced a rat to the situation. The two rats did not know each other. And the rat that was free was able to go and get the chocolate, which is one of the rat's favorite foods. They could go in and they can get the chocolate and eat it. But instead, the rat actually freed the other rat first. And then it went over to the tube with the chocolate and only ate half the amount of chocolate. Wow. And that really blew my mind when you think about that. Now...
2: The you, humans don't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
7: They need all
3: the chocolate first, and then think about releasing the other guy.
7: <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it was it, you know, and they did this repeatedly. So they took different rats, different populations, so that there was never uh, the situation where a rat was feeling like, "Hey, that's my buddy. I need to free him." Uh-huh. Um, and that was quite extraordinary. Wow. Now,
3: I noticed in the book there is no mention of cats, and I'm owned by several <laughs> cats, and I know they're very intelligent.
7: <laughs> Well, if you look all the way in the back, I have a, a mention of cats because I had to include something um, about our little, and I have a little afterward, and it's really c- quite funny because there was a, uh, in 1876, an article ran in the New York Times about employing cats to deliver mail because they were intelligent and they can go around and deliver pieces of mail to people. Um, which didn't work out too well, as you would imagine. Um, but in my research i I found that there really wasn't um, research that I could find about a lot of animal cognition. I really don't want to speculate on that, but um, it was it was uh, something that was really lacking, and hopefully maybe there's some young scientists who will come up and take that upon themselves. I'm hoping and, so. Yeah. Our,
2: our poor cats, right? Yeah. Well, I know they're smarter than humans, and they just—they can speak English. They opt not to. They, know well, they, they
7: definitely have a mind of their own,
2: that's yes. for sure. The book is called Beastly Brains, Exploring How Animals Think, Talk, and Feel. The author, Nancy Costaldo. I have 10 copies to give away right now, toll free at 1-866-405-8405. Go on over to Amazon and pick it up, or your local bookstore, and ask for Beastly
1: Brains. How fast are Allegra Gel Caps?
11: I didn't know you got a cat fast.
1: How strong are Allegra Gel Caps?
12: Ten more logs to
1: go strong. Non-drowsy Allegra Gel Caps give you noticeable relief of your indoor and outdoor allergies. It starts working in just one hour, two times faster than Claritin's first dose, and stays strong for 24 hours.
14: It's relief when the pollen's off the charts strong, even in the convertible.
1: Allegra Gel Caps. Nothing's faster, nothing's stronger among OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use only as directed. Visit Allegra.com celebrating the connection with our pets this is animal radio featuring your dream team veterinarian dr debbie white and groomer joey villani and here are your hosts hal abrams and judy francis and the uh, phones are mostly
2: open i see ladybug the studio stud dog on the phone right now she hasn't taken a call in a couple of weeks is she talking to other dogs or to humans do you know?
3: I believe to other dogs,
2: other dogs and cats. Told...
3: She's, she's not species.
2: Yeah, it is toll free either way. If you're a dog, your cat, flamingo, or a human, 1-866-405-8405. And we'll go back to those phones in just a couple of minutes here. Lori, what do you have at the bottom of the hour for us?
4: Well, there is a new study out, and we're going to find out. I'm going to share with you who has the better relationship with their pets: boys or girls? Talking children, you know, not all humans. So who has the most satisfying relationship, and which one talks to their pet
2: the most. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. know. Girls, girls, (laughs) girls. We'll see. Coming up in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. You had a 50% chance, really, (laughs) (laughs) pretty much. I see, uh, Dr. Debbie, you brought Nikki in today.
5: Nikki is here under observation today.
2: Yeah, what's that about? What'd She do.
5: So, you know, we're talking rats, right? Yes. <laughs> so, oh, no. out on our morning walk, um, she found somewhere in the bushes a deceased rat. Oh. And mm. it was a petrified rat, kind of dried up, and uh-huh. I didn't realize it at the time. So, I was reaching down and she had something. I thought she was chewing on a, a bone or something, and I was grabbing it out of her mouth. And I'm saying to him, my husband, help me, help me. I got this handle. There's something in her mouth. It was the tail all oh. petrified <sighs> into a curved shape. Oh. Talk oh. about gagging. Um, so, yeah, she's here under observation with Dr. Debbie today just to make sure everything's okay. Um, she was very disturbed that I took it away from her.
2: Now, you, you, Gaggy, <laughs> the, the lady that loves the smells, the weird smells animals emanate, and, uh, it's,
5: uh, it's just yeah. something wrong about this is your beloved pet, and you pull out, you know, and I, I love rats. Rats are great creatures, but I don't want a wild nor a dead one to be something that she incorporates as part of her diet. So it's just, there's the ook, ick factor, and then the, oh my gosh, my poor dog, what is she doing now? <laughs>
3: So, if you got it from her, why are you observing her? She didn't need it, did she?
5: I don't believe so. Um, but, um, she was, it was dark out and I didn't see everything that was going on up until the point where I got up to her. So there's also the concern, you know, was, you know, she exposed to any kind of poison? Was this a rat that was poisoned somehow outside? Um, could she get digestive upset or get sick from, you know, chewing on a dead carcass? So that's just, um And I think part of it is... I just one of
4: your one it. million worries, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes.
5: You know, just one of those things. Now I'm just like, now you're under my yeah. eye, and you're not getting away from me right now. I'm going to keep you under our observation.
2: Boy, I <laughs> yes. are... She just looked at me too. She's just like, what? Yeah, I'm thinking what it's like to be a, your dog, you know. She's
5: probably, she gets to go to work with mommy. She's probably happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she does. She actually loves going to work with me. It's, she gets a lot of attention and, um you know, she steps on the scale. The only thing she doesn't like... And all of my dogs have done this, is we have what we call a treatment room where we perform, you know, procedures, draw uh-huh. blood. All of my dogs, they get to that room and it's like, I'm at the vet. Ah! <laughs> and their legs get all stiff and they try to hug the wall to get around that room. And it's just strange. Every one of my dogs has ever done that. And, uh, I, you know, I should have conditioned them better. They <laughs> smell the
3: fear. They smell the other animals' yeah. fear in that room. <sighs>
2: yeah if you want to talk to dr debbie right now toll free 1-866-405-8405 and don't forget you can also ask your questions from the free animal radio app for iphone android and blackberry so download that puppy right now and uh we're still thinking that this hour maybe gary vader from america's got talent the comedian who didn't win unfortunately a very funny guy he should have won
3: yeah he was good
2: will be joining us he's got some animal interests and that's on the way in just a few minutes right here on animal radio hi joe how are you doing
3: hey
10: doing good work taking my call
2: of course how can we help you
10: you know i got a uh chocolate lab he's six and a half years old and he kind of runs free on our five acres here a couple times a week i got to uh pin him up for the zero takes the garbage trucks but he has a little <laughs> trouble minding me and and uh, he's he not real good at coming when i call him or, or dropping a ball he loves to play fetch but uh he doesn't drop on Command, you know. Mm-hmm. Is there any anything that um, you know? I, I work with them pretty good the first year, and then we had a little baby come along, and then uh, you know. So I, I'm sure there's a issue there, a dominance there, being alpha, but uh, I, I just can't seem to get them to, to drop on my command, anyway. Is there anything you can? We're sure, there's
5: definitely some things. And the first thing we have to remember is that, you know, it's kind of natural for dogs to, um I don't want to say guard items, but to kind of protect them. You know, because in, in their world, if we talk about wild dogs, um, their items, they have resources that they protect. So there's some natural instinct. The trick is, in your situation, we need to make the motivation to do what you want greater than his motivation to have that item in his mouth. Because that gives him a happy feel good feeling when he's got that item in his mouth. So attempts to take that away, take that feeling away. So we've got to recreate something that's more enjoyable than just holding that item in the mouth. So it's really a matter of positive rewards And finding something that we can use to our advantage. Uh, I have a lab and food is a wonderful motivator. So I don't, I would definitely encourage, you know, small tidbits of really yummy dog treats, um, potentially even things. This is where I hate to say things like this, but little bits of hot dog or things like that where we can use that as the positive reinforcement, um, you know, to get the desired behavior. Now, we don't want to turn this into a wrestling match, but in, in my labs, and I know in a lot of dogs, what we can do to help encourage them to drop and to train that to a command, to a give command or a drop command, is, um, to give that command ask for the behavior, in many cases we can kind of gently put our fingers in the mouth and just kind of gently open the mouth and retrieve that. Now, when you do that, we don't want him to be anxious and nervous that the item's gone. We want to give him that positive reward. So you give him the little tidbit, good boy, good boy, and we kind of have to work that positive circle around and around and around because once you take that toy away, if his anxiety level's going up, we're actually hurting the problem there. So that's kind of the, the... the root to the whole issue there and uh, you know some dogs you know if if he likes to retrieve then we could do a multiple uh, retrieving uh, session so we have multiple balls so then that helps to train him that hey there's another item here don't worry give me that one you got another one waiting for you and a lot of times i'll use a small training leash to keep them by my side when we're doing this um so that the other ball is thrown and he's not taken off you know off uh, out of your hand and out of your control because you can't expect a dog to follow the direction if you don't have a way to correct that in some way so keeping him on that light training leash will certainly help so i think that would be uh be helpful and i know my boys oh my uh male lab he loves his tennis balls but he almost throws them at me now because he enjoys (laughs) retrieving them so much more than just holding that in his mouth so uh, i know that motivation is big
10: (laughs) well thank you yeah i was a little curious to go back to feeding him uh, treats because that's how we started type of thing and but uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go back to that,
9: uh, that style. Good luck with that, yeah, Joe. Let us thank you.
2: Let us know how that turns out with your little guy there. one 405 8405 Hey, Mike, how you doing?
9: All right. How are you?
2: Good. What kind of pet do you have?
9: I have a 10-and-a-half-year-old Australian Shepherd. Ooh,
2: very attractive dog. I- is he okay?
9: Well, she's got ticks, and we've taken her, uh, had her bathed, um, She's got a new tick collar on her, and that was a week ago, and every day we're still picking a couple ticks off of her.
5: Mm -hmm. Where are you calling from? What area of the country?
9: I'm in Lutz, Florida, which is a suburb of Tampa.
5: Oh, boy. You've got all the critters down there, that humidity, and oh, yeah. So yeah, you, you need to come live in uh, sunny Las Vegas where we don't have ticks, <laughs> and we're, or I should say we don't have fleas, we don't have many ticks, so um, definitely a very regional problem I, I'd say. And now you mentioned that you're using currently a, a flea collar, um, are there any other things besides the bathing that are being done?
9: Well, we had the house sprayed and had uh, the yard sprayed in case it was our yard, but realizing that when you walk her, you know, she's in a lot of people's areas and they're not Mm -hmm. spraying, she can pick a tick up there. But I thought the collar would have them drop off, and they don't seem to be dropping off.
5: Now, the only collar that I would say is worth um, an ounce of uh, money for ticks is actually the prevent tick collar. Um, any other types of collars, I'd have to say um, veterinary parasitologists will not really get behind those, but Preventic, which is an, actually an Amitraz-based uh, product that's in the collar, that can be very helpful. So um, you might just need to shop a little bit and see your veterinarian for that one, because I don't believe you'll find that over the counter. What
2: about those spot-ons? Um, Are those any good?
5: Yeah, and a lot of times we'll use kind of combined therapy. You just have to be cautious that we're not overdosing a pet um, using the same product in different methods. So as far as a lot of times I'll use the prevent tick collar and then use some other types of methods. Um, we can do a spot on the um, front line. Um, there's oral medications, um, one that you can give. It's a flea tick preventative called Comfortis that you can use. Um, so we can use a combined approach for these things. But yeah, we recognize that ticks will reinfest. And not only that, but Different products have different timing of when they will kill, uh, kill, that sounds horrible, kill the uh, critters. So uh, some of them it's not an immediate effect. Uh, For instance, Frontline, it can take several days until they actually, after they feed, those critters fall off. So some of that is knowing how uh, to interpret the response to that. But I would certainly say if you're using any other um, over-the-counter type flea tick collar, that would be one thing right there we would certainly want to look at trying a different plan and flea bathing is okay, um, but the effect can wear off. So we just need to make sure that that's done in a timely manner um, or use some of the different spot-on products um, that can uh, give you that sustained effect for about 30 days. So there's
2: no over-the-counter flea collar that really works, flea and tick
5: collar? <laughs> Not in my opinion, no. Okay. no. Okay.
2: Thank you for your call. Good luck with that. Thank a, you very much. Give her a big all old right. hug from all of us as soon as you get rid of the uh, the, the, the
1: ticks. <laughs> right? We don't want cat. you to have critters on there, too.
2: <laughs> 1-866-405-8405.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Fred
9: Willard on Animal Radio. And I, I'm, I'm begging you you neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll, play, I'll go over and play dead if you want.
12: I'll follow you anywhere you want to go. Now's the time
13: to refresh your home and save at Lumber Liquidators Spring Flooring Kickoff Sale. Our stores are packed with the latest spring trends, like modern waterproof wood-look flooring. It's up to 34% off, or choose from more than 200 styles of pre-finished hardwood from 149 Get deals on over 55 varieties of bamboo from 159 more from $0.59, and special financing. Hurry, the Spring Flooring Kickoff Sale's going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you today.
1: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405
2: It's Animal Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. Go grab them, bring them around the radio. They love the show. They may even want to call. Here's the number, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. And in just a few minutes, we're still supposed to talk to Gary Vader. We're not sure if that's going to happen. Comedian Gary Vader from uh, America's Got Talent is really where I know him from.
3: Yeah. What year was that?
2: Uh, let's see. I don't know. It must have been like two years ago, I would say, maybe three years ago. It was back when America's Got Talent was good. It and was
3: in 2014.
2: Was it 14? Okay. Yes. A couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually a few more than a couple. Uh, but uh, you know my math. That's, that's why I'm doing this job. And I allow the doctoring to Dr. Debbie because you know, she has a degree for it. Lori's actually been working in news for years and years, and she's pretty smart, too, aren't you?
4: <laughs> no, I, I've just been doing this for years and years. And <laughs> the more I do it, the realize, the more I realize how dumb I really can be about it. But I, I can say a big word once in a while. And uh, today I'm going to tell you about fluorouracil. And Yes, beware fluorouracil. Because it can kill your pets, and we'll tell you what it is and where you might find it and really why you need to be very
2: concerned about
4: it. Can't even say it. (laughs) Once in a while, I get one, and it's easy. But uh, otherwise, you know, I'm like everybody else.
2: Now, last hour, you reported about the uh, Ringling Brothers Barnum & Bailey Circus and how they're really Mm -hmm. closing shop. And, of course, you know who's going to be real happy about that is Bob Barker. And Bob Barker, who, yeah, he's still alive and he's still around. He's going to be joining us 2 weeks from now, is that correct? 2 weeks
3: from now. Yes, that's correct.
2: For his Yay! 15th appearance on yes. Animal Radio. He's
3: got the record for the most he does, appearances. He does have
2: the, the record for the most appearances on Animal Radio. Mm-hmm. And he's been a big proponent to get uh well, animals out of zoos and uh, circuses off the road. So uh and
4: getting work. your cats and dogs spayed and neutered.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. I love I love him for that. He is still also giving so much money to a lot of organizations, local organizations. Big animal advocate.
3: Yeah, and hasn't he started some programs with law schools for legal defense, yep. animals legal defense? He's, he's yep. donated money to law schools so that they can hold programs. How old is he now? Boy, he's got to be in his 90s, I would guess.
2: I hope when I'm 90 <laughs> that, I, that I am as vibrant as he is.
3: Also coming up
15: this
2: this hour, we have uh, Robert Semro, our Pet World Insider. What do you have coming up?
15: I've got five ways that we're loving our pets to death. We all love them. We treat them. We do so many things with them. But there are things that we're doing that are really putting them in harm's way.
2: Oh, I bet one of them is treating them. Uh, You are
15: spot on, my friend. Spot (laughs) on.
2: Okay, we'll talk to you in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Thanks, Robert. Let's head to the phones, toll-free, 405 8405 Hi, Angela, how are you? Uh, hey, fine. how are you? Good, I understand you want to talk to Joey Volani. Yes, sir. What's going on?
16: Uh, well, I've got a cat who just loves to be groomed to the point that uh, when I'm not alone, my mother's taking care of her. Uh, you know, the cat meets her at the door, runs up on the, to the kitchen counter and jumps up there. My mother gives her a can of food. And she may or may not eat the food before she runs through the pet door into the garage and jumps up on the grooming table to wait for my mother to brush her. Uh, and I'm, I'm explaining all this because, you know, this is not a cat that doesn't like to be groomed. Uh, the problem I'm having is, you know, uh, the, the table is a plastic patio table and chair. Uh, the, I use like a rubber curry brush, like really for a horse i uh, got a couple of those because they really get the undercoat out really great. The hair flies. But the problem is uh, the cat is getting little shocks that I don't know about from static electricity. And, uh, you know, if I don't notice the tail twitch or the little kitty evil eye, uh, she thinks I'm intentionally doing it, <laughs> and she will actually, you know, if I don't catch her little signal, she, she'll bite me. Is there any way to cut down the static electricity while she's being brushed? Because she'll sit there and, and love you to brush her for 20 or 30 minutes.
8: Now I, I got a question for you. It's a shorthaired cat, obviously. Yes, sir. The table that you're using, you said, has a plastic top.
16: It's a plastic, solid plastic table on a concrete floor. And, I and think that you actually get. get... I, I do have, you know, other brushes, but the majority of the ones I use are rubber. They just get the hair out really good.
8: I think that you're getting the static off of the plastic off the table. But you know what? Instead of changing all that, i got a very, very simple solution. You know what dryer sheets, bounce dryer sheets? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. What you're going to do is you're going to take one of them before you groom your pet. And you're going to rub the cat down with the dryer sheet. And what that's going to do, it's going to eliminate the static. So you're going to be able to brush and comb your cat with no problems. It's a trick that we actually use in dog shows. In certain certain times of the year, um, when it's a little drier out, you'll get more static. So what will happen is, is you'll get a lot more flyaway hair. And we do that as well. And absolutely, we'll take care of the static. You, you, your cat won't be upset. You'll be happy. And it actually makes them smell good. Okay, great. downy, you say. Bounce any type of dryer, dryer sheets that you get—the ones, the sheets that you throw in the dryer. Just put that. Okay, just, so any brand, just any, just brand, just just any dryer sheet. Should I, should I rub the tape, plastic table with it too, or just the cat? I would just rub the cat. I mean, it could, it couldn't hurt. I mean, I've never rubbed down the table before, so I, so I honestly don't know. But I know if you do rub the cat with it, it will absolutely, positively eliminate the static. Oh, thank you. You've made both me and my cat very happy. Good. Thank you. That's why I'm here, to make you guys happy.
2: Thanks for your call today. Let us know how that works. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. Dog father Joey Volani and Dr. Debbie all here at your beck and call. This is Animal Radio.
5: Gary?
0: Hey, this is Paula
9: Poundstone. Wait, I forget where I
16: am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets, or we're going to be eating
11: alive! This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit FearFreePets.com. I'm Lori Brooks. Heads up. There is a
4: skin cancer cream that is usually used to cure and prevent skin cancer in humans but has killed at least five dogs after they accidentally swallowed some of it. Now the Food and Drug Administration is warning pet owners to keep that cream out of the reach of pets. It is called Fluorouracil, and it is sold under the brand names Fluoroplex, Effudex, and Carak or Carrick. In One of those cases, two dogs got a hold of the tube, and they were playing with it when one dog punctured the tube before the owner could get to the dogs to get it away from them. Well, two hours later, the dog that bit the tube open actually began vomiting and having seizures It died just a few hours later. In another case, a dog found his owner's fluorouracil tube and ingested some of it. The owner then realized the dog had eaten some of the cream, rushed it to the vet where it had to be euthanized. So this is very, very serious stuff. If you know anybody who's dealing with skin cancer, ask them if they use this cream, Fluorouracil, and let them know. The FDA itself is warning pet owners who are using the medication to be extra careful if they have pets because even very tiny amounts of it can be deadly to animals. Now, although there are no reported cases of cats ingesting the cream, Cats could also be at risk. Also remember, if someone uses the cream fluorouracil and then touches their cat, the cat can accidentally ingest that medication because the cat grooms itself. Mm. The FDA advises pet owners to keep the medication in a place that's out of reach of pets and to clean clothing and other surfaces that might retain traces of the medication and to ask their health care provider, their doctor, on the right way to cover the area that the patient is using the cream for so that none of it leaks out. Now, when Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey Circus folds up their tents coming up in May, about 400 people are going to be out of a job, and so will dozens of animals. And most of us think that the animals being unemployed from the circus is a good thing. Thank you. Now, of course... Elephants have uh, already been retired and are now living out their days on the company's conservation center in Florida. But some circus acts, like uh, dogs and lions, you might have seen those if you were ever at the circus as a kid, they are owned by their handlers, and so they get to stay with their owners. Now, still, I mean, think back. There are horses kangaroos, camels, and tigers that belong to Ringling Brothers, which they say they are trying to find good homes for them. A spokesman for the circus says that wherever the animals end up, the adopters will, quote, have to meet our high animal care standards. Those new homes, by the way, could include uh, going to a zoo or even a private home. However, former circus animals usually, especially the larger ones, end up in animal sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. According to a new study from the University of Cambridge, children get more satisfaction from the relationships they have with their pets than they do with their brothers and sisters. And the research also found that many kids get along better with their pets than they do with their siblings. I would hope so if I remember my childhood correctly. And, you know, that is not the best news for parents, obviously, But this study does seem to speak to the importance that a pet can play in childhood development while helping kids to foster and improve their social skills. Earlier studies, I didn't know this, have often found that boys report stronger relationships with their pets than girls do. But this study found exactly the opposite to be true. Now, while boys and girls are equally, according to this latest study, equally satisfied with their pets, Girls report feelings of more companionship and also more conflict with their pets than boys do. And girls, they say, also talk more to their
2: pets. I I talk to my pets all the time, so I don't know what to say.
8: me too. I don't don't think I I ever stop talking to them.
2: They probably think, why don't you be quiet? Um, Sometimes mine answer.
8: (laughs) Sometimes, yes.
4: I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com.
11: This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. The veterinarian isn't typically thought of as your pet's favorite place to go. With Fear Free, that all changes. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit FearFreePets.com.
12: Hi friends, this is Dr. Marty Becker, America's veterinarian. As you know, going to the vet can be a traumatic experience for your pet, but it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, vet visits can be something your pet looks forward to. Introducing Fear Free. When your veterinarian is Fear Free certified, you will be assured your pet's vet visit is more free of fear, anxiety, and stress than ever before. Fear Free takes the pet out of Petrified and it puts the treat into treatment. To find a certified Fear Free veterinarian near you, go to fearfreepets.com.
15: Hello, everyone. It's Robert Semro, your Pet World Insider, here with this week's animal radio list Five Ways We're Loving Our Pets to Death. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And much like we do at Christmas, many of us reward our loving pets with a gift or two. Maybe this year, we should be looking at our overall approach to how we treat our pets and realize that our love, while deserved and well-intentioned, can actually be hurting our pets in the long run. To begin with, I'd argue that our love for our pets is the biggest cause for the rise in obesity of pets. It's an epidemic and it's dramatically impacting the health and longevity of our pets. It isn't just the ingredients that some treats have, it's the fact that we love our pets, our pets love treats, and we love seeing them happy. So what to do? Well, the most important thing you can do is to remember that a treat is not a meal. It is in addition to the meal. So if you're giving a number of treats throughout the day, keep track of them and reduce some of their actual meals accordingly. An occasional splurge day isn't the problem. It's the constant daily added treats that add weight and even just a few a day can add up to big problems over a month, let alone a year. So treat, but treat responsibly. Next up is driving in the car without your pet being restrained. I know it's cute to see a happy dog with his head sticking out the window. The problem is that any sudden stop and that beautiful pet of yours becomes a flying projectile that can be harmed or cause harm. And for you lap sitters out there, your pet doesn't understand that you need to focus on driving. I know you love them, but loving them means being responsible for them. And in this situation, making sure that they're securely restrained for their safety, your safety, and the safety of others. Next up is the dreaded vet exam. Pets hide or pretend they're asleep just to avoid the stress of heading to the veterinarian. Oh wait, maybe that's what I do. I know my pets don't love going to the vet, but that's my problem. I need to make it a more enjoyable experience for their health's sake. Your vet needs to see your pets at least once a year. So much can change in a year, let alone the multiple year scale we use for dogs and cats. Next is not correcting a behavior because you don't want to be the mean one. Bad behaviors can be a sign of many things. But correcting or redirecting behavior is important for you, your pet, and those around your pet. Finally, and this one's easy to miss. Cleaning supplies need to be pet safe. It's important that you clean, but more important that you clean with products that are safe and won't harm your pets. Just because it's natural or green does not mean that it's pet safe. You know, we all love our pets and our pets deserve that love and care. Part of loving them is also being responsible for them and their safety. Share your ways we love our pets to death on our Animal Radio Facebook page. Hi, Monique. Welcome
2: to the show.
16: Yeah, I'd like to know how to better get my cat. I've moved several times in the last two months, and now I live on a five-acre ranch, and I'd like her to be an enjoyable outdoor kitty. And, and was she before? Yeah, she was before, and now this new place, and she's got five acres to run on, she's like, she stands at the
5: door and looks outside and goes, Nah, walks back in. <laughs> but before, oh. I would open the door and she'd be gone. And how long have you been in this new home? Uh, a month. Well, I'll tell you the reality is I'm not upset that she's not going outside because the, the reality is that cats that, that spend a good proportion of their time outside live half as long as cats that are indoor. Um, and that's because there's the boogeyman out there. You know, there's uh, wild animals, there's a lot more risk for infectious disease and other hazards they can get into. So for me, I'm not too bothered by that. Um, but, you know, if it's important to you for her to spend time outside, and especially if we think it's important for her to be a happy your kitty. Um, you know, I guess there's some things we could try, um, but if they don't work, I'm not going to be upset if everything else is good in her world and she's happy in that inside uh, lifestyle. But the first thing I would definitely do is to get her more acclimated to the environment outside and in the immediate area around the house is really take her out on a harness um, with a leash and spend time out there with her Um just so she can get more comfortable with the domain around the house and uh, to get a little more familiar. Now, if you're noticing that, for instance, there's, you know... Uh, other animals, or even coyotes, other critters out there. You know, I'd have to say, woo, let's stop. You know, because I don't want her to well, feel comfortable around those kind of things. So well, if you there get is the a any- dog
16: that lives on the property, um, but there's other cats that live on the property. Okay. The dog likes cats, so he doesn't chase them and he doesn't bother her.
5: Well, in you know a major move to a new home, it, you know definitely can take some adjustments. So you know, like I said, if you're motivated to get her acclimated to the outdoors, we can work up to that with um, exposing her out with you know leash accompaniment, and then you know if you have to even temporarily for the sake of her comfort and build her a kitty patio, um, where she can kind of be outside but still feel secure, like she's kind of in the house. You know that's not a bad thing. They get to enjoy the sights, the smells, the sounds of being outside, and you know the reality maybe she does not want to go out in this new home, and it's nothing against the home or the dog or the other cats that are there, but it's not the same. And, you know, to okay. expect a kitty... Is so having a hard time adjusting to the move? Potentially, but some cats, you know, when we move uh, from one area to another, you know, we can't expect them to be as adaptable as people sometimes they don't like the other animals in the area and even if she's been around other cats and other dogs you know it's it's like i always say those college roommate situations you can throw two individuals together and ask them to get along but sometimes it's just not going to happen
1: you're listening to animal radio find us at animalradio.com log on
13: learn more and now a word from my best friend That's my dog when I come home. Hi, Talent Cable. I want to talk to you about your dog's behavior. There's a big difference between dog training and dog behavior. One of the most common problems we hear about is excessive barking. Most dogs are going to bark. It's part of their nature. That's how they communicate. And sometimes barking is good. You know, you want your dog to warn you if somebody's coming into your house. Certain dog breeds bark more than others. They're bred to be barkers. And dogs have different barks that you can learn. Let's talk about the different reasons why dogs bark. We already talked about the warning bark. Dogs also bark when they get anxiety. Some dogs have separation anxiety, and they'll bark all day. Dogs also bark when they're being playful, when they want your attention, and when they're bored. They also bark when another dog barks. (laughs) So now that we know a little bit about why dogs bark, how do you stop it? As always, positive reinforcement and reward are the techniques I like to use. Now, if you're somebody who works long hours and you're away from the house all day, your dog's probably going to bark. But you can reduce some of that barking by making sure your dog gets plenty of exercise. Getting rid of that pent-up energy? will get rid of some of the barking. If your dog is barking at you, pay no attention. In fact, turn your back on your dog. The more attention you give your dog, the more you're actually encouraging the barking. Yelling doesn't work. If you're ignoring your dog and he stops barking, that's when you give praise. Good dog. You can give a treat, too. In fact, whenever your dog is doing a desired behavior, like just laying still and being calm, that's a great time to walk over and pet your dog. If that's not working, correct your dog. Poke her in the neck with your fingers or keep a leash and so you can give her a correction when you need to and use the sound of a word like hey or no after you do that immediately divert the dog's attention with a treat or a toy or give her a project take a hot dog cut it up and throw it all over the backyard let her hunt for it giving your dog something better to do than bark remember whenever your dog does something that seems weird take her to the vet first make sure there's no medical problem but anytime you take on a behavior modification it's going to take patience and consistency and you'll see the rewards of your hard work quicker than you think
12: geico presents a voicemail from your friend lightning
13: hey
10: bud joe pal lightning i was just hanging out in the old cloud here i thought i'd give you a call (laughs) i hope you're still not sore about that time i uh,
0: deep fried your big screen tv with that bolt (laughs) yeah i've been meaning to pay you back for that one (laughs) for sure Uh, a little short on cash at the moment but uh, any day now (laughs) yep Well, anywho, talk
12: later. Lightning won't pay for the damage it causes. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency makes getting coverage a snap. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be.
2: It is Animal Radio. You can reach out to Dr. Debbie or to Joey Villani on our toll-free numbers, 1-866-405-8405. Or you can ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and BlackBerry. Download it now. And I present to you the
8: dog father, Joey Vellani. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I can't complain. I want to talk about dentistry today. I am noticing more and more that professional groomers are doing dentistry with their scaling teeth um, in the grooming salons. What? And usually because, yeah, and this is this is something that I'm totally against and I want to talk about it. A grooming salon is is for hair, okay? It's not to be doing dentistry. They do not usually have the equipment to polish out the teeth and to keep the teeth nice. So usually they're very porous after they're scaled, and what will happen is the staining will come back and it will make it worse. So to be quite honest with you, and again, I know there's some groomers out there that are going to be upset with me, but that is left for veterinarians. That's why they go to school to learn that. So if your groom is doing it, I would be very, very cautious about, about having that done. Now, if your groom is just going to go in there and brush your dog's teeth, that's also a good thing. The only problem is if they're doing it and you're not doing it at home, you're really not doing any justice. It would be like you brushing your teeth every time you got your hair cut. <laughs> and not doing it uh, more than that. I had a woman that had um two pugs, and they had horrible, horrible breath to the point where if they were a foot um, away from you, you couldn't stand the odor. So, you know what we said, well let's you know, let's just take a look because you should take a look at your dog's teeth. And what we did find was these dogs were lickers and they had an abundance of hair that was wrapped in the teeth mm. and was 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 all stuff stuck up in their gums Yikes. and and all. So we went in there with um a cotton swab with a little bit of of Um, toothpaste that they make for pets, this happened to be a liquid form, okay, that you actually put on your finger, or you got like a little sleeve that goes on your finger and you you get to rub the teeth and gums, and we went in there and we took out, and I'm not exaggerating when I say if I was able to put it on a tablespoon, it would have filled up the whole tablespoon. So we went in there, we wiped it all down, do you want to know something? The odor went away. The dog's teeth weren't bad. The dog just had stuff... All stuck up in its gums and its teeth. Hmm. So if you don't want to do it, just tell your professional groomer, look at it, and they'll do, you know, they'll brush it and they'll go in there with a cotton swab and they'll clean everything out, and you may not have any problems. But if you leave that in there, what's going to end up happening is it's going to get infected, it's going to smell, and then it could cause tooth decay or lead to something worse. But it's real easy. Just go in there and look, Hmm. and either do it yourself or have somebody do it for you. And if they're doing dentistries, like I said, that's up to you as the owner. But remember in some states it's even illegal for your professional groomer to do it. Yeah. Well you should be up in there brushing their teeth at least well Dr. Debbie says every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. So you <laughs> should see that you sh- hair and you stuff, should. right? How many people do you actually really truly know that go in there and brush their pets' teeth every day? Or even look at it?
3: One. Even even once a month. I know one person, that's it. Yeah, I don't I don't know too many. Is it I you, mean, Judy? It's, it's very... Oh no.
8: <laughs> A diligent pet owner will do it only when there's some sort of odor or when they notice something. But it's not something that most people go in. You know, it's funny because why would you think not to, you know, when it's drilled into our heads as children? You know, brush your teeth after each meal and at least twice a day and floss and all that, and then we totally neglect our pet's teeth, you know. It's basically the same thing. You're
4: so right, Joey, but I have bulldogs, and, and their teeth are notoriously truly all over their mouth, uh, not Correct. just in two nice neat. Knee-
8: rose but i think just because the dogs don't like it well i you know what and and i totally agree with you there but i think the more that you have your hands or or toothbrush in their mouth eventually it's going to make it a little bit easier now again i say it like pet grooming pet grooming i can i can offer a dog a steak and champagne dinner and they still don't want to be groomed but the more I do it, you know, usually the more used to it they get. They still may resist, but it's not as much. So it's the you're same right. thing with brushing right. teeth. You know, they, they will somewhat get used to it. And you know what's a real easy – if you have nothing else, go out and buy some gauze pad, you know, and just wrap it around your finger and just go in there and just put your – and as long as the dog's not going to bite you. I don't want people sticking their fingers in a in a dog's mouth that you know you're going to get bit but if you have a dog that you can put your finger in his mouth you know wrap it with gauze pad and go in there and 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 you know go up in the gum and it'll pull everything out. Okay, all of our pets have
2: uh either gas or need to go to the bathroom. So we're going to get on out of here.
8: <laughs> she could just sit in
5: misery and smell the gas like I am. Poor Nikki's her. a gasser. Ooh, oh, she ever. I read it in the books about the breed before I had one. I I guess I didn't quite realize <laughs> How bad it was, yes, but I, I one of my labs was gassy, so it's uh, see, I
3: heard that the line Boston Terriers, I thought they were one of the worst, really, mm-hmm.
5: well,
2: because yeah. they they they're sucking in the air, all of that air, yep. but labs really, they're
5: yeah, he was really a gassy boy, oh yeah, to the point where you know he would toot and look and like that didn't come out of me <laughs>
3: <laughs> ladybug does the same thing'll we'll be laying there. And she'll be sitting next to me, you know, on the couch and all of a sudden I'm going, Oh my god, what is that smell? And she turns around and looks at me. Gives me a real nasty She's look. She's going, Oh my god, what's it's that like, smell? Yeah, it's like that was you, girlfriend. That wasn't me. Don't don't look at me. She looks at me like you know, <laughs> Remember
2: to download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And by the way, we just found out with uh, regarding Gary Vader.
3: Yes, we did, he didn't make it today. He did,
2: obviously didn't make all it right. today. Yet. Yeah. Uh, what is uh, the possible
3: well, reason we I, think? I think he might have got the schedule all mixed up because I had him scheduled for next week. And then Bob Barker came on and said he could do next week. So I moved Gary up to this week. So what happens, I think oh, Gary forgot to change his schedule, schedule and kept it on a schedule. And then Bob Barker canceled next week anyway. so he's, He'll be the following week. The following week. So it's a long story. That's my life. It's not, it's
2: not an easy job you have No, there.
3: it's not. You think it's easy. All these guests are just magically <laughs> appear
2: every week. A uh, big round of applause uh, for Judy, who does a wonderful Yay, Judy. job. Judy. Thank you. Every Every week. Uh, Remember to get your fix over at animalradio.pet, and we'll catch you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Bye. This is
13: Animal Radio Network. Network.